glad you're here tonight. Uh, welcome to Emerge. We're kicking off our new series called Manger Things. Who's ever seen the Netflix show Stranger Things? Yeah. Who who loves Stranger Things? Yeah. Okay. Well, it is. It's. It's. It, you don't have to watch it um, to to catch what we're talking about. But I want to encourage you guys um, throughout this whole series. I want to encourage you guys to take notes. I want to encourage you guys to write some things down um, because who knows what God could speak to your heart uh, through through uh, what is said through this series. And, and not because I'm such a great speaker, but because hopefully and prayerfully that God will speak through me directly to your heart and just challenge you tonight. So, um, so take notes because note takers are and note takers go to heaven. That's right. Um, so, turn to the person. That's not true. If you're new here tonight, that's not true. But it, it can, can, it could help. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but hey, yeah, if you didn't bring a notebook tonight to take notes, I'm sorry for you. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm, that's, that's a terrible joke. Terrible joke. Yeah, I, gotta, I have to say that every time because we have new people. And I, I'm not serious when I say that. So, um, say, turn to the next person next to you. Give them a quick fist bump. Find one of our leaders and give him a high five. All right. Anyone, anyone tired of Thanksgiving leftovers yet? Ate them all? All right. Uh, who, who we just got back off of. Okay, listen. And we're back. We just got back off of Thanksgiving break, but who's already ready for Christmas break? Do we have any any seniors, any college students who are so nervous about your finals coming up? No? We're good? We're good? Okay. All right. We're good. We got it covered. So, um, but yeah, we're kicking off our series tonight. I want you to listen. Listen up. We're kicking off our series called Manger Things because if you, listen, shh, if you look Deep into the story of Jesus and into the birth of Jesus. And obviously we're in the Christmas season, which is all about Jesus. I know it's not quite December yet, but if we can celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving, we can celebrate Christmas anytime. Anyways, um, but we're, we're talking about Jesus and the life and the birth and, and just everything about Jesus this month. And, and if you were really to look deep into the story, which we're going to do, you would say that this was strange. That it was kind of strange about how all this happened and how all this came about. It wasn't normal. Um, and and, and you, you could just say it was different. It was strange. You see, Jesus, Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Son of God, the, the creator of everything. The universe, the heavens, the earth, you and me, and, and everything that we are and everything that you see, feel, hear, everything. He's created it. And you would, you would almost think that the Son of God... Could just be like, Earth, I'm taking over. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like what like what the uh, like what the Transformers try to do? You know what I'm saying? Or or like the the the, the Avengers? You know like has anyone seen the new trailer? Did, he, did, he, did anybody cry a tear? That looks awesome. Um, but anyways, if you would look, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I had that was that was too good. I had to talk about it. And I'm, it's off my chest, so let's move on. So, so Jesus came to the earth, and, and he came to be just like one of us. He To live like one of us, like he could have used his godly powers 
to just dominate and to show up and to rule and to take over. And, and, to, and honestly, that's how the Jews thought, that's what they thought that he was going to do. They thought that this new savior, this new king that had been talked about in, in the Old Testament and all leading up to Jesus, they thought that this was going to be, this is our savior, this is our king, this is the guy who's going to take over, they are going to take over the Romans, and the Jewish people are going to rule the world. And this is our new king. And they thought, they were like, this is going to be it, this is going to be great. But Jesus showed up in a rather peculiar way. And, and you, could, you could almost say it was upside down. You can almost say it was a little bit different. You can almost say it was strange. So tonight we're going to dig deep and we're going to talk about the history. We're going to talk about the life of Jesus. And so if you got your Bibles tonight, I want you to open it up to Matthew chapter 1. We're starting right away, right real quick in the New Testament. So Matthew 1. Um, I'm going to ask this tonight. If you're not using your phone to take notes, I'm going to ask you to put it away um, because uh, our, our leaders are instructed to smash them um, if, if your phones are out. And so, um, so I'm, we, we don't do that. But if you have an iPhone 10, uh, you need to turn it into me and you will never get it back. So... <laughs> So Matthew chapter 1, that's where we're starting off. But, um, but uh, since we're in the Christmas season, and, and I love, who loves Christmas? Anybody, Christmas is your favorite holiday. Yeah, it's the best. It's the absolute best. Um, so like I said earlier, we're in the Christmas season. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about some, we, we may even talk about some things in the Christmas story that you maybe you've never heard before. Or maybe that you don't know. And we're going to be talking about these things. So we're going to start out in the book of Matthew. We're going to start right from the beginning, right away. Um, now, you got to know this. Listen, Matthew was a tax collector. He started out as a tax collector. Basically, he was a hated person before he was a part of Jesus' crew. And, and he, he, he's, he's, he's one of the guys he wrote uh, about the story of Jesus. He wrote about it in the book of Matthew. And G- Matthew, turned. he was a tax collector. Jesus was like, hey, I want you with me. And so he dropped what he was doing and he followed Jesus. I would say that was strange. You are blessed. And, and so he dropped everything he was doing and he started to follow Jesus. Now, Matthew, he was, he was, um, he was a Jew. And, and I don't know if you know this, but in... In, in Jewish culture, there were many, 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 many prophecies about Jesus' coming, about Jesus coming to the earth. In the Old Testament, you'll see many, many, many prophecies. Basically, everything, if you read your Bible, everything leads to Jesus. Everything. It's got, there's, guys, seriously, if you love drama, if you love war, if you love epic battles, if you love sci fi, if you love love stories, it's all in the Bible. You, you need to read it. You need to know this. Um, but there, was, there were all these prophecies that Jesus was going to come and be the king of the Jews. He was going to lead everyone. Well, the Jews thought like he was going to be this great warrior, this great king, and take over everyone and, and powerfully overthrow the Roman government. Um, but that's not the way that Jesus came into the earth. He came about in, in a strange way, in a different way. Um, but how many of you guys in this room tonight, you would say, honestly say, that you come from a pretty messed up family? Like, it's okay, it's okay, I, my hand's up, my hand's up, we, we come from a pretty messed up family. 
and, and maybe not like your immediate family, like your, your parents, your brothers and sisters, but you got like, everybody's got that weird uncle, right? You got that weird uncle, like, who, who, who gives weird hugs for a little bit too long, you know what I'm saying? Like, but if you were to look, listen, listen, if you were to look at your family tree, like, you wish there were probably some branches missing, right? And you would probably want to, want to hide some of these people or, or cut off some of those branches. Shh, listen, listen. I, I would say that, that there's a lot of us in here that, that are probably like that, um, well, one of the prophecies that were in the Old Testament, you got to hear this because this is all going to line up and, and I want you to catch this tonight. Uh, one of the prophecies in the Old Testament said that Jesus was going to come from the lineage or the heritage of King David. And, and back in this day, back in the Bible days, your heritage or your lineage or where you came from was a huge deal. It was really important, and it was a really big deal. Um, see, in our at, here at Emerge Youth Church, we've got a great heritage. We've got a great lineage. We've got people who have come out of our student ministry that are very successful people. Two weeks ago, uh, Brady Smith was here, and man, I am so proud of that guy. He's 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 grown up, like he's matured, and he's married now, and he's very successful and doing awesome. But also on the other side, we got people that aren't doing so well. We got people that come out of our family as well that I'm not going to say any names, but um, they're they're not living a great life right now. They're not doing so well. Well, in Matthew 1, it starts to talk about the lineage and the family and the heritage of Jesus. And so here's what we're going to do now. I'm going to ask you guys to be patient. I'm going to ask you guys because I'm going to read 17 verses tonight. I know it sounds like a lot, but I want you to catch I want you to catch everything that I say. If you're stopping, if you're talking, you need to stop because I want you to catch what I'm saying here tonight. Um, so please, if you would, we'll have it up on the screen. Read along with me. I want you to catch this. This is really important that I want you to know and I want you to understand tonight. So actually, as I'm reading, I want you to just picture Morgan Freeman reading to you. Okay? Wouldn't that be beautiful? Okay. If any one of you guys know Morgan um, Have him come just read me a bedtime story. That'd be great. So here we go. Matthew 1. And and we're going to read 17 verses tonight. And I please, please, please just hang with me. Okay? Because I want you to know this. It says this. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. The son of David. The son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. And Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. And Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. And Perez, the father of Hezron, and Hezron, the father of Ram, cool name, and Ram, the father of Amenadab, another cool name. Uh, by the way, the Bible has the coolest names. If any of you guys are named Am- Am- Aminadab, I'll, I'll give you a hug. But okay, any of you guys, your future kids, name them Am- Brooke Banks. Got it, covered. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I had to. Uh, Aminadab, the father of Nashon, and Nashon, the father of Salmon. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, listen, and Salmon, the salmon, whatever you call it. <laughs> salmon, the father of Boaz. Listen, please, 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 I'm please, I'm sorry. We're, we're getting off track. Boaz, uh, the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David, the king. 
And David was the father of Solomon by the wife Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. And Abijah, the father of Asaph. And Asaph, the father of Jehoshaphat. Another cool name. Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram. Listen, shh, listen, listen. Uh, Joram, the Joram, the father of Uzziah. And Uzziah, the father of Jotham. And Jotham, the father of... A- that sounds like you're talking with the lisp. Jotham. Hey, Jotham, come in here. Um, I have a friend. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. His name is Sam. I would like to call him Tham. So, anyways, Asaph, the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, where are we at? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to start verse 10. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amos. And Amos, the father of Josiah. Josiah, the father of Jehonan. And his brothers, at the time of the deportation of Babylon... After the deportation of Babylon, Jehoanan was the father of Shiltel, and Shiltel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Erbud, and Erbud the father of Elikam. <laughs> we gotta go, we gotta keep going. Elikam the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok the father of Achim, Achim the father of Eliad, Eliad the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Mat- Mathen. Mathen, the father of Jacob. Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, Mary, whom Jesus was born. Who was called Christ? Okay, so hopefully you caught all of that. So I, I, I wanted you to hear that and I want you to understand that because why is this a big deal? Why all these names and all these people and all this lineage and, and Jesus' heritage... Why is this a big deal? Well, if you, if you know your Bible and if you know these stories and if you know, if you've heard about these people, you know that Jesus had some pretty interesting heritage, a pretty strange heritage. Um, so like thinking of, of family and, and heritage, like you guys ever been a part of a, a family photo shoot? You know what I'm talking about? Especially if you have a large family, you're like you're like, you're just saying that look at the camera. Look, just look, smile. You, is everyone smiling? Okay, take it. And then someone's like turning around like, oh, like you're screaming at people. Like, and you have to, by the end of it all, you're forcing a smile because you're so mad at everyone. You're like, you just shut your mouth and look at the camera. And you're like, if people are looking up, birds, like it's, you know, it's the worst thing. It's the worst thing. I'm sorry. Taking a, a family. So you, someone's not smiling. Someone's not looking at the camera. How many of you guys, you just love it when your family takes family photos? Yeah. So, like, working with little kids is the worst. But, yeah, the person behind the waving, making noise. Lucky. Like, anyways, Jesus, he was from a strange family. Jesus had a strange heritage. He was from a strange group of people. And, and I want us to understand tonight a little bit about the strange heritage of Jesus. So looks, I want to look, us to look at a few of these people in Jesus' family trees. Jesus had some pretty messed up people. For instance, there was Tamar. We read that a minute ago. Tamar was a prostitute. Now, if you don't know what that is, ask your mom when you get home tonight. Um, but, but seriously, though, Jesus' family heritage... Would be like on today's like Mari Povich show. 
You know what I'm talking about? Like it was messed up. It was strange. There were some weird, bizarre people in Jesus' family. So they'd be going, Maury, Maury, and Tamar would run out and rip someone's weave off and then take off. And it would have been awesome. But, but, and, and, but there, there wasn't only one prostitute, listen, in Jesus' heritage. There were two. Rahab was the other one. And, and you can be, read about Rahab in the book of Joshua. But there was also Ruth in Jesus' family tree. See, now Ruth was from an incestuous tribe by a guy named Lot. Now, if you don't know what incest is, um, it's like if you grew up in Arkansas. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta stop. But... Have you ever heard of kissing cousins? It, it was like basically family that uh, like likes to kiss each other and stuff. But um, so long story short, long story short, listen, listen. Ruth ends up finding a guy named Boaz and he takes her and he totally redeems her life. It's an amazing story. It's actually a beautiful story. There's this whole book in the Bible about Ruth. And then listen. Then down the heritage line, down the line, we come to King David. We finally get to King David, and, and King David is a huge deal to the Jewish people. Like, he's really important. He's really a big deal. And every know, everyone knows that he was a great king, a great warrior, a great songwriter, and, and so much more. He was even a good dancer, the Bible says. And, um, but King David was so great. Like, he was so great. He, but... He wasn't always so great. There, there was one night King David was hanging out on his rooftop and looking out over his kingdom. And he looks out and there is this lady taking a bath on her rooftop. And, and King David looks out and his, his heart and his life feels so full of lust that King David ends up having a child with Bathsheba. That was her name. Yeah, taking a bath, Bathsheba, makes sense. So, um, but he was, he was looking at things he shouldn't have. He, was, he, was, he was, had, had lust in his heart, and they didn't even have phones back in that day. They didn't even have the internet. But David, he was on top of this palace. He was looking out over his kingdom, and he spots this lady, and he has lust for her. And it's actually one of his lieutenant's wives while he's away at war. And so... Um, Long story short, Bathsheba and David have a child together. And so um, David tries to come up with this whole scheme of trying to kill her husband. And, and it's not a pretty story. But we, we hold King David in this high regard. Like he's a king. He's a warrior. He's a leader. He's a great man of God. But he, he messed up too. Like he made mistakes as well. Um, and, and they had a son together named Solomon, and you may have heard, heard of him, um, supposedly the, the smartest man who ever lived. And, but he had a thousand wives, not so smart, I don't know. Um, so had these women from all these different tribes and cultures, and they worshipped many other gods. Um, but Solomon, he ended up building these temples in honor of all these different kinds of gods, instead of worshipping the one Real, true God. There was this guy named Manasseh, also in Jesus' lineage, in his heritage. This guy was a king at the age of 12. We have any 12-year-olds in here? Yeah. Imagine 
This guy right here is leading all of us. This is our king. I, I think he would do a great job, by the way. But at 12 years, he was king. And it said, the Bible says that he ruled for 55 years as king. And by many accounts, it, it, it says, no offense, that he was the worst king who ever ruled. He, he worshipped other gods and he ran other God's people into the ground like not a good guy. And, and I want you to listen. Please, please pay attention because I, I'm, I'm getting to a point here. We're, we're getting somewhere. There were many, many more people that didn't have... We, we were not going to have time to get to in, in Jesus' heritage. But these people were just a few in Jesus' family, in Jesus' heritage, in Jesus' his lineage. Which brings us to Matthew 1.18. And it says this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. There's a different version that says, it says this. This is how, after it reads all of that lineage, 1 through 17, all these people and all this lineage and all these David and Manasseh and like all these people. Then it ends with saying, this is how the Messiah was born. This is how the Messiah was born. So amidst all this mess of people, you think your family's messed up. Amidst all this mess of people. That these people were a part of Jesus' family tree, like scandalous things. This is how the Messiah, our Savior, was born. Let me tell you tonight, you got to know this, and I want you to write, down, write this down. There's hope in all of this. There's the hope in all of this. A lot of times with our American Christianity, we feel like we, feel like we have to act right and do right and clean up and, and present ourselves in such a way in order to come to Christ, in order to follow Jesus. We've got to, to fix ourselves in order to come to church. We have to do all the right things in order to be accepted by Jesus. But the reality is, is the, the reason that there are the first 17 verses in, all, in the very beginning of the New Testament, the reason that they're like this is to give us a lens and to understand God and, and understand who Jesus is. Think about this, <clears throat> because he is God. He got to select who he came from. He got to select, pick his lineage. He got to pick who he came from. He got to pick who he gets to take his Christmas family photo with. He, he, but, and, and listen to this. He chose hookers. He chose the broken. He chose sinful. He chose terrible, messed up people. He chose idol worshipers. He chose foreigners, people of different race, outcasts. <clears throat> he chose murderers, people who felt like he didn't, they didn't belong. He chose people who had been abused. He chose people who had been raped. He chose people who were dirty and full of shame. People who thought that they had no friends. See, Jesus wanted to make it very clear that his heritage points directly to you and to me. And the beautiful thing is that we as well, we're a part of Jesus' family. We're a part of this. See, listen, there, there's no sin that you have ever committed or that you ever will commit or that you're even currently committing that will scare or push God away from you. He runs towards sinners, not away from them. 
There's, there's no other religion, no other belief in the world that runs towards sin. They remove themselves from it. And that's what makes Christianity different. That's what makes Jesus different, that he runs to the sinner, not away. Jesus, he's, he says, I'm, I'm entering your brokenness. I'm entering in your hurt and your pain and your secrets and entering in your, your addiction and entering into your anxiety, entering into your greed and your depression and your racism and your dysfunction. I'm entering into everything. You, I'm entering into your insecurity and all your sins. And all that I say is yes to you. See, Jesus runs towards you tonight, Emerge family. He's running towards you. See, the Christmas story is all about Jesus running towards you. It doesn't matter what you're currently doing or what you have done or what you're maybe even planning on doing in the future. Jesus says yes to you. So I got two things for us tonight, two truths. There's hope for us. If Jesus runs towards the sinner, if he accepts them into his family, if he says, welcome, be a part of my family, I want you, the dirtiest, the worst, the most filthy, the worst sinners, there's hope for us. There's hope for every one of us. Think about that. There's hope for you. Christmas means that there's hope for you. You can be accepted. You can be forgiven. God sees you exactly how you are. And he still loves you. He's not intimidated by your sins. He still loves you. There's hope for us. Let me ask you tonight, uh, everyone in this room, have you received that hope in your life? Because he steps right in the middle of all of our dysfunction and he still loves us. He wants you in his Christmas family photo. He wants you a part of his family. He says yes to you. But tonight, will you say yes to him? Here's the other thing I want you to know. That there's hope for others. There's hope for you. And there's hope for others. Because I think a lot of times we see people and we're like, I don't know if I want you in my life. Or we see people even on on, at church and like, I don't know if I want you in this room. But one thing you got to know and you got to realize, and I want this to be very clear in this room, is that anyone is welcome to this church, to this youth group, because anyone's welcome to Jesus. And if if we ever act any other way, I, I hope we don't. I hope we don't. I hope no one ever shows up here that's too, that we shun, that we push away. And we say, you're not welcome because you're not like us. Anyone is welcome here because anyone is welcome to Jesus. There's, there's hope for others. I, I think our world has been completely lied to. Think about those, these first 17 verses that we read. That's a mess. That's a messy family. That's a messy group of people. Those of you in this room tonight, if, if those of you who are, who are Christians, you, you say you're a follower of Christ, I'm talking to you tonight. Once you've re- received this hope and once you understand this hope, that, that once that we're hope-filled, it's our responsibility to go and to tell others about this hope of Jesus. 
And we say it like this. See, here in our group, one of our values is that found people find people. It's our job. It's our responsibility. It's what we do. That's why we invite people to church. That's why you should bring people to emerge. That's why you you go after the unlovable, the addicted, the down, the lost. And you run towards them with this incredible hope. Because Jesus ran towards us. Uh, As I close tonight, I just got to ask everyone in this room, have you said yes to the hope of Jesus? Have you said yes to the hope of Jesus? See, tonight, Jesus, he puts his arms around you and says, I want you in my family. Admits all your dysfunction, admits admits all of your sin, Jesus still wants you in his family. With that, could we, everyone in this room, just kind of bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. When you're all alone, when you're, when you're lying in your bed at night and, and you're thinking about life, you're thinking about how, how maybe dysfunctional you are, how dysfunctional your family is, how messed up things are going in your life. Can you say you, you have the hope of eternity? You have the hope of salvation? Do you have the hope in your life that, that has been for, that's forgiven all of your sins? Do you have the hope of being part of the family of God? Is that hope there in your life? So tonight, if you want to say yes to the hope of Jesus, you say, I, I, I don't, maybe I don't quite understand all of this tonight, and it's a little bit different, a little strange, but I, I know that there's something about this Jesus guy, and, I, and I've got to know more. Tonight, you're here, and you want to say yes to the hope of Jesus. You want to be a part of his family. Jesus is running after you with arms open wide. This is your opportunity right where you sit. If that's you tonight, you say, I want to be a part of this family. Would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I want the hope of Jesus in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, there's so many of us here tonight. You can put your hand down. 